Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, President of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Hope your summer's going well. We're halfway through summer, halfway through the year. And so there's a lot to talk about as we sort of reset what's going to happen the second half of the year and is start to look forward a little bit towards the Texas legislative session, which is not far away in January of next year. We're already involved in some preparation works here at Texas Values for that statewide work that we've been involved in for a while. And speaking of work we've been involved in for a while, we're going to be celebrating 10 years of Texas values as we move into the second half of the year. We're very excited about our 10-year anniversary. If you think about the significance of running a business, of having an operation for 10 years, something we're very excited about it. You've been a big part of that. But we've got a great guest today to really set up what's happening right now, but also to give us an idea what to look forward in the next couple of months and definitely the second half of the year. Jonathan Covey is the Director of Policy for Texas Values. He's got a background in work in our Texas legislature, also in U.S. Congress. He is a proud native Texan, and he's been leading our work for several years now. Mr. Covey, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. Thanks, Jonathan. Great to be here. Well, look, and Jonathan and I, don't, uh, we share the same name. We also share the same birthday. Now, we were not born on the same day on the same year. He is obviously a little bit younger than me, but that's okay. So we've got some several things in common. And so, you know, look, I like to get a little personal every time, let you know a little bit about people that are part of our team that maybe you didn't know before. But uh, not only as our has, have I had an active year, and I did take a week off last week, thankfully, to catch my breath a little bit, but our whole team has had an active year, and it's been very busy. And a lot of that, Mr. Covey, as I like to refer to him when we're in the office, to so people know which Jonathan we're talking about, uh, court cases, we've got big decisions, we've got now a federal government that is trying to push back. There's a lot that's been happening in the, over the couple past couple of months. And so we're going to talk about that. And later in this segment, I'm going to give you a little bit of a preview of an event where we're certainly going to be talking about these court decisions and policy decisions. And that is our Faith, Family and Freedom Forum, the largest statewide event on faith and family as it relates to policy. And that's a Texas Values event happening on September 23rd and 24th at Great Hills Baptist Church. So watch for more information on that. We just got that confirmed. But Mr. Covey, let's talk about some court cases. I mean, first of all, there's still a lot of attention around what happened with the Roe versus Wade decision being overturned. This is out of the court case of Dobbs v. Jackson out of Mississippi. I mean, we're what, three weeks since that uh, court decision, two and a half, three weeks since that court decision, and a lot is still being made about it and a lot of pushback by the federal government, the Biden administration and others, people looking for different ways. But talk to us for a minute just about what's happened in courts in Texas to make it clear, if you will, that uh, abortion is illegal, that babies are protected from the moment of conception in the Lone Star State. Yeah, absolutely, Jonathan. You know, uh, and and we have to remember that while this is just, you know, Roe v. Wade being overturned is fantastic news. Um, and our goal is to save lives, not just overturn Roe. And uh, here in Texas, we can, we've continued to work towards doing that on uh, some of the cases that we have seen. One has involved uh, the, uh, the Texas Heartbeat Act, which we've seen has been upheld through um, down to five to six weeks um, gestation. We also have seen. Well, not a, just the five to six weeks. I mean, the, the courts upheld a complete ban. 
Yeah, well, that, that's true. A complete ban on abortion. And we've seen this as um, a legal battle playing out uh, in Texas as well with uh, Harris County. There was a lawsuit filed um, in Harris County by abortion providers saying, hey, we don't want, um, you know, we, we think the Attorney General Paxton is trying to enforce uh, statutes that were on the books that were banning abortion before Roe was passed. And now that Roe's overturned, he's trying to come back and, and make those spring back into action and active enforcement. Uh, law was filed in Harris County. Uh, it went up to the Texas Supreme Court and the Texas Supreme Court said, no, you know what? Uh, these 1925 statutes that were passed before Roe v. Wade actually do come back into enforcement, civil enforcement now, and can be enforced again and um, put a complete ban on abortion, not having to wait until the trigger bill, which is another bill that we passed in the 87th session, uh, comes into effect probably somewhere around 60 days uh, away from this point. So we've got a number of things going on uh, in, in the legal field. Um, and, and our goal, you know, is, is to recognize, like the Supreme Court did, that life is a human right. Uh, I think in, in the immediate aftermath of a lot of this is just going to involve a torrent of litigation um, and, and is going to be focused on challenging things like the, the trigger law, the Human Life Protection Act, which is what we have here in Texas, um, already on the books that says, that abortion is illegal um, through all nine months of pregnancy. And, and, you know, beyond that, I think we have to be proactive in ensuring that all preborn babies are, are truly safe. Uh, we can't say, you know, just say abortion is illegal. We have to extend those resources to pregnant mothers and families. We've got to extend and expand the alternatives to abortion program. We, uh, we need to pass legislation to safeguard pregnant um, uh, mothers and, and from discrimination. We need to reform the adoption process. Um, so a lot of work to be done ahead uh, and the fight just continues. Well, look, and it's great to be in a setting where Roe v. Wade is behind us, right? We're post-Roe, we're after Roe. We're talking with Jonathan Covey, Director of Policy for Texas Values and Texas Values Action. A little bit about just some commentary of, of what happened with the Roe versus Wade decision, the court overturning Roe versus Wade in the Dobbs v. Jackson case, but some things that have happened after that. There's been some challenges to stop enforcement of some of our state laws. Those have not been successful. We've got a great blog post on our website about this. Go to txvalues.org. And if you want to find out how pregnancy centers can get connected or you can get connected with information to support women and babies through this process and thereafter, check out our website, texasheartbeatlaw.com. The website is dedicated primarily to the Texas Heartbeat Law, which is also still in effect and providing protection and civil enforcement and holding people accountable. There's also a link on there where you can put information in to find out the pregnancy center in your area and how you or somebody you care about can get support. So, and I'm going to share this. Um, if you're watching on Facebook, I know we're now on um, Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on the radio in Dallas and in the Austin area. And I lost track of uh, the different formats that we're on. I think there's a graphic up on social media where you can see all of those and we'll put that up on Twitter and Facebook, but I'm going to, I'm going to share this right now on my Facebook feed because we're less than halfway through our time together in this weekly segment of the Texas values report and a lot to cover. I mean, look, I, uh, I mean, if, if there's anything that is, you know, would, would likely get the amount of attention that a Roe versus Wade case and the decision, and I'm not saying it was at that level, but certainly got a good a good bit of case is when you talk about faith and football. So right before the end of the Supreme Court's term, the Monday after the Supreme Court ruled, 
on Roe versus Wade in the Dobbs v. Jackson case, they also came down with a ruling in the case of Coach Joe Kennedy. This is a football coach from the state of Washington who would regularly take a knee and pray on the 50-yard line after the football games where he would coach, and I believe it was at the high school level, just on his own. Other people started joining him, and it just became this thing, and he was told he had to stop doing this voluntary prayer or they were or he was going to get fired. And they did. They fired him. He was out of a job. Case was moving for six or seven years. Supreme Court said, you can't do that. Uh, It's unconstitutional. You violated his free speech. You violated his religious freedom rights. I mean, look, it's common sense, right? But a huge victory for voluntary prayer, um, also for football fans, because this did take place after a football game. And there's been a lot of history of that as well. But the main lawyers for Coach Kennedy are out of Texas. This is first Liberty Institute, Kelly Shackelford's group. Many people know Kelly Shackelford is on our board. Texas Values also submitted a legal amicus brief in support of Coach Kennedy at the U.S. Supreme Court in this case, giving us an opportunity to celebrate having some role in in support of this outcome, but a huge victory for voluntary speech. And not only that, a restructuring, and we don't have to get into all the details of this, but a restructuring of the precedent and how the Supreme Court is going to analyze free speech and religious freedom cases moving forward. So, you know, you couldn't ask for a better final week, if you will, or final six or seven days of Supreme Court opinions um, at the end of June. And, you know, it overshadowed some stuff that we often see in June. And, you know, we, we were very encouraged, but, um, you know, that, that's going to provide a lot of value as we move forward. Yeah, 100%. And you tell the story better than I can. But, you know, Coach Kennedy, I think the important thing about that was that he had been uh, doing these prayers for like seven years before they before they finally decided that they wanted to do something about it to him. And it was just a clear violation of his First Amendment rights. He, When people asked to join him, he would say, hey, this is a free country. You can do what you want. And some students, they joined him and other students, uh, they didn't. But then when the school demanded that he stop, he refused and he got fired. So um, this was a great victory. And we rejoice because freedom of speech is such a foundational um, you know, principle and, and, and right under our Constitution. But uh, such a great victory going into this. Well, look, and in, in I have a son that plays high school football and, you know, you don't have to be a parent to sort of have an appreciation of just about all athletics, not just football, but particularly, you know, the way we see how aggressive football can be, you know, the, the intensity that can be there. There's a lot of reasons why people pray before and after games, right. To get, to be, um, to get prepared, to ask for protection during the game. So there's not injuries. And then after the fact to give thanks for a great game, good effort and, and so on. And I think it's a good way that people show that can foster an environment of sportsmanship, right? It takes away a little bit of the focus from self and puts it on God or puts it on, um, you know, a higher power as some people might say, but it takes the, the focus away from self and to, to others. And so, you know, those are some principles that are in play here when you see this. And I mean, look, there was a coach that was, uh, I don't know if he was arrested, but fired from a little league team earlier. I think it was in Texas, maybe another state with some altercations. And I don't know all the details of that situation. All I'm telling you is that a lot of times there can be a lot of conflict and people lose their temper or they're cool. Anything that allows people to deflect attention away from themselves and on someone else 
to show reverence, to show appreciation, um, to show gratefulness that, hey, we had a great game or we had a good effort, win or lose. Um, but there's been a lot of history in that. And football's a big deal in the state of Texas. There was a court case from Santa Fe where that issue went to the U.S. Supreme Court and the Supreme Court struck down a prayer at a football game. Different circumstances, but some similar principles in play. And I think we're going to hear and see more about that issue um, with this Supreme Court decision. We'll work through some of that as we move forward. But I know something you'll be a part of, and we'll talk about these issues a lot more. Maybe we can have Coach Kennedy at this event. That would be incredible, right? Actually, I'm going to put that invitation in today. Um, On September 23rd and 24th, we've got our Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum. This is the largest event that Texas Values has every year. It's a two-day event. It's on September 23rd and 24th. That's half of the day on Friday, starting about 12 or 1, and then all day on Saturday with a private dinner on Friday night. Mr. Covey, we have some incredible speakers every year at this event, right? Yeah. We had the Governor Governor Abbott and Lieutenant Governor Patrick last year. We had Senator Cruz one year. We had Attorney General Paxton um, one year. We had Matthew West, Christian uh, contemporary artist and singer, Danny Gokey last year, people from the Trump administration. I mean, just a variety of great people. And, uh, you know, that, that sets a high bar. But this is our fifth year to have it. And you know, I imagine we're going to have some special people this year, too, and get into these important issues. I, I really think we are, Jonathan. One of the things I enjoy the most is hearing from the policy experts that are able to come and you know just really give a very in-depth analysis. We've had a couple of uh, past policy forums where we've had experts on different uh, policy issues. And one of those issues, just to kind of give you a little bit of a sneak peek into what we're probably going to be talking about, at least one thing, is the gender modification issue for minors, right? Because look, we're going to be continuing to work on this issue next session, protecting children from harmful gender modification procedures and treatments. And we know that the medical research says that minors don't have the critical thinking and the decision-making skills uh, that are required for long-term understanding of the ramifications of these types of things. That's why in the United Kingdom and in a lot of European countries uh, who originally led the way in promoting these types of therapies, they're they're now pulling back and banning doctors from having anything to do with them. We also know that it's one of the top legislative priorities for conservative Texans. And we know that restricting these procedures and subjecting healthcare providers who provide these procedures to liability is probably the, the most narrowly tailored and effective approach uh, to avoid unnecessary harm for children and for families. So we worked on this during the 87th session, and I think we have even more momentum going into the 88th. No, well, you're right about um, what, you know, this being a legislative priority to ban gender modification and transition surgeries and procedures on children. We worked heavily on that issue at the Republican Party of Texas State Convention. We really haven't had a chance to talk a lot about sort of what we did and what happened at the convention, because right after we got back from convention, oh, I don't know, the Supreme Court overruled Roe versus Wade. So that has taken a lot of our discussion. But you're absolutely right. We're going to be working on that issue. Um, And look, there's been a lot of discussion over the past couple of weeks about these issues related to that. The Biden administration has put out new rules for Title IX as it relates to, um, you know, definitions and classifications for men and women in sports and other issues. I know we pushed back on that with our own press release. We did a press release. The Biden administration's come out with a policy 
um, uh, on the issue of medic, uh, medical abortions and prescription drugs to be used for abortions, boy, that administration has been very active. I know that'll be a topic when we get to our policy forum, but that's something we've been working on right now. As a matter of fact, I think people can email and send in emails to the Federal Register and voice their concern if they think that these are bad policies on Title IX. And also, I think we've got a link on our website, an action alert on this issue. We do, you know, and the 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 executive orders that the president put out on on these different things. So you know, they you know, Title Nine, and then he put one out on on abortion and providing abortion medication uh, pills and expanding access for abortion. Um, a lot of it is is uh, at least on the abortion side. A lot of it is uh, you know vague pledges of taking action, but not really doing anything. That's somebody calling in to take action right now. Yeah, somebody's ready to take action. We, so. And it's kind of funny when that happens, because like, yes, we have a real working office. There are people here every day actively involved in the work. But the website, txvaluesaction.org, if people want to take action today, we know from our friends like Nicole Hudgens and others that have worked at the Trump administration, they've worked in the federal government uh, before the Biden administration, those calls and those actions, items, those comments on these proposed rules, they make a difference. If you wanna make a difference, if you want your voice heard in DC on making sure that we protect pregnancy centers, making sure that Title IX is protected, all the things we talked about, go to our action center, txvaluesaction.org. You know, last year, we had over 200,000 messages that went through our system that reached elected officials and others on these issues. So we're truly making a difference and helping you do that. And I think the comment period on on this is is uh, up until mid-September, but we, okay. we'll, send, we'll, we'll send out something that'll kind of inform everyone on this issue. Yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love to see a million comments, right? I mean, just yep. if not more, flood, them up. flood them. I remember I was in a, a legislator's office one year during the state legislative session and their phone was ringing off the hook because we had just sent an email out saying, hey, call your legislator on this issue. And I was getting kind of some negative looks. And I'm like, hey, pick up the phone and tell them that you're a yes on this. And maybe it'll stop ringing. I don't know. Uh, but your calls and your action uh, do work and they make a difference. And so we're appreciative of that. All right, I'm gonna let Mr. Covey go because we actually have some deadlines on some work we're doing in the law and policy area. And then I'm gonna finish up with some commentary. So uh, thank you, Jonathan Covey, for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thanks, Jonathan. It's a pleasure. Well, look, it's it's good to be back with y'all, right? I mentioned that uh, I was on vacation last week, got out with the family to uh, Port Aransas, which is a wonderful area. If you've never been there, vacation there, this is the third year that our family is has been out there. And this time we went for the 4th of July weekend and, and a little bit more than that and really enjoyed it. Like, I, I mean, you know, um, to me, 4th of July is like Christmas. I mean, it's sort of, you know, just below Christmas, right? But it's one of those holidays that every year I look forward to. I'm sure you do as well. But, you know, we had a golf car. We had all the flags on it. We had it all decorated. And, you know, we were there for the fireworks show and you know, uh, our family had specific outfits with the red, white, and blue and all that kind of stuff and really just sort of went all out, but but enjoyed seeing so many people in that area too, celebrating America's freedom and reflecting on a lot of that. I'll tell you what, um, you know, my heart was heavy. I was emotional in some ways because uh, coming out, you know, really about a week um, after or so after the Roe versus Wade decision, the wonderful ruling 
on the from the U.S. Supreme Court, also on the Coach Kennedy voluntary prayer. There was a lot to think about and reflect on. And it's a busy time for us, June. You know, and, and I want to thank everybody that supported us financially. I know we talked to a lot of people. We emailed a lot of people. We texted a lot of people. You probably got a recorded call from us. You know, um, we engaged in a lot of activity, if you will, to get your attention. Uh, and so I appreciate people being responsive to that and recognizing that it's really only twice a year where you're going to hear us, um, you know, make attempts to communicate with you at that level. But we know it works. We know when we do those reminders and we let you know that we got a critical deadline, that our budget goes July 1st to June 30th, people respond, right? And, and, and it's legitimate, right? That is a real deadline for us. And that is a critical time for us to raise money that maybe we weren't able to raise earlier in the year because people were focusing on other issues or we had some things that we were doing. Um, but coming off a amazing Supreme Court decision that we had in a role in on overturning Roe versus Wade, a Supreme Court decision that we had in a role, a role in in protecting football prayer and, and voluntary prayer across the board and several other things as well, and really setting people up to realize, hey, we're about to celebrate 10 years of faith, family, and freedom, a lot for people to see value in. And so I appreciate that people were responsive. You know, really, we had the best June in end of fiscal year that we've ever had. So we're moving in the right direction. Um, and I know some people sometimes, you know, may get a little bit annoyed with some of those calls. That's just going to be twice a year. That's going to be the on June 30th and December 31st every year. But I also, again, appreciate people being responsive and know if we're making that much of an effort to ask for your support, it's a real legitimate need that we have. And you've put us in a good position, not only to make sure we can cover all of our expenses, but also grow. And I don't know if I can kind of make this announcement. We are in the process of moving offices, uh, you know, not really our idea, but some um, some change in um, things at the building that we're in, which is fine. These things happen sometimes. No big deal. But um, we're moving across the street and I'll have more to say about that in the new building that we're going to be in. Um, so it won't be all that different. We'll still be on Congress and we, have, we also have some other expansion plans in place. But when we look at the second half of this year, uh, some things to be thinking about. In August, State Board of Education hearings and discussion about what's taught in social studies and what's taught in history. All right. You're going to hear us talk a lot more about that in the next couple of weeks as there's going to be some big discussions and decisions being made on what's being taught in your public schools um, at some meetings in August that we'll be involved in. Um, we're also working on continuing to let people know what the law is on these issues of pro-life and work engaging in some pushback. We've got our big policy event, though, on September 23rd and 24th. We'll also be making our way out into different areas of the state to connect people, to educate them, to get them ready for the legislative session. We need to be getting ready now. OK, as we're you know about six months away from that and we're going to have two big events in the Dallas and Houston area, maybe even San Antonio, where you get a chance to support us financially, but meet some members of our team. hear some great speakers and really talk about some of the things that have happened that are encouraging, but work we need to be doing moving forward. A lot of that work is sort of shifting now that the legislature is not in session to pushing back against the federal government, but also finding out what's happening in your local school board and some of those different issues that are coming up as school, um, you know, they do have these meetings and start to get ready for another school year. So be aware of that. If you want to find out some of the work we're doing, check out our website, txvalues.org. Check out our social media channel so you can find out. Um, and we're going to be engaging some different things with our interns in the next couple of weeks that we'll want to share with you and that they'll be a part of. And there is an interim hearing coming up 
on July 26th that we'll be a part of at the Texas Capitol. So uh, I'm actually going to be out of town next week for some work. I'll be working, but I won't be in the office and I may provide you some updates. I'm going to be meeting with other leaders from state groups across the country as we get together and talk about what's happening in each other's states and find ideas about how we can be more effective. But I want to again, thank you for helping us end our fiscal year on June 30th so well and so strong. That's the way that we protect faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.